Welcome to Gambling with Gold, the newest podcast brought to you by Champions Round. My name is Jason Gold. Thanks for joining the show today. This week, we are going to have four episodes all on the AFC. We're going to go through all of the best divisional odds, Super Bowl odds, over-unders, what you should be betting on this week. So stay locked in and listen to our podcast on Spotify and Apple. All right, let's move on to the last AFC division. We're going to go to the AFC West, another very competitive division. With Actually, top to bottom, this might be the best division uh, in the AFC. We'll start with Kansas City. They are minus 250 to win the division. We have uh, the Chargers, who are plus 500. Denver, plus 525. Vegas, plus 1,400. The over-unders on all those teams, Kansas City, 12.5. Chargers nine and a half, Denver eight and a half, and the Raiders at seven and a half. Super Bowl odds: we have Kansas City five twenty five, Chargers uh, thirty five hundred, Denver five thousand, and the Raiders at eight thousand. So, what are your initial thoughts on this division? I know I have some spicy takes on uh, Denver and the Chargers a little bit later, but uh, yeah, Kansas City looks to be once again the uh, the cream of the crop here. Yeah, you really can't bet against the Kansas City Chiefs here unless there's some catastrophic injury to Patrick Mahomes or another still player, mainly Patrick Mahomes. Like that's pretty much what's driving that Andy Reid success in Kansas City and this being a consistent, you know, 12, 13 team, uh, 13 win team. So, yeah, I I think that that one I'm probably going to stay away. There's just not much. It's too much juice for me, honestly, to, to really bet that. I am a little bit more interested, however, in the Raiders under seven. Mainly because the Raiders just, I I don't know, maybe it's a Mike Mayock thing or John Gruden just hasn't, you know, figured out how to be a coach in the modern times. But, you know, they're very predictable. And Derek Carr, it seems like every game is playing for his, his, his job at this point. So I just don't have a lot of faith in the Raiders system in, in offense. You know, they went out and spent a lot of money, guaranteed money on Kenyon Drake when you already had a 23, 24 year old running back in, in Josh Jacobs. So it didn't really make sense to me. I get it. I get its depth, but I'm not really excited about this offense. Their offensive line is pretty strong, but their weapons on the outside are, have a lot to be desired. Henry Ruggs. I'm cool on that. Brian Edwards. Cool. Darren Waller is their best receiver. And so, you know, this team will move the chains. They'll score some points, but I, I also don't see a lot on defense. That's going to give me confidence that they can finish as a uh you know a seven and ten team um i i don't see they'll probably finish as a seven to ten team worst case uh but the beating out, out exceeding those expectations i don't think it's going to happen yeah so i have vegas well i'll do all of my projections uh i have kansas city at 11.1 chargers at 9.7 denver 8.7 and i actually have vegas at 8.8 and i was surprised Very when close. i did those numbers because i thought that I thought that Vegas's defense, I mean, they're utter trash. And my, Mayock and Gruden have done a really terrible job of putting this roster together. That being yeah. said, Gr- if Gruden does one thing well, he's still doing a good job coaching up the quarterbacks in the offense. Like, they score a lot of points. Now, a lot of they it do. might be garbage, uh, garbage points, but they score points. And they found a way to win games the last two seasons. Now, Denver's better. The Chargers are better. Kansas City, I would probably argue, is a little bit worse this year than they have been in years past, but still right. an elite team. Uh, so I don't know how many wins in the division is for Vegas. 
and their schedule is you know middle of the road. So my I think my projection of 8.8 is probably a little high. I would stay away from that bet. Um, but I, I do I am a little high on their offense and think think that they can keep them in some games. And I tend to like Derek Carr more than I probably should. I hope that he fails because then I get more Marcus Mariota time. Go Ducks. But uh, I don't think that's going to quite happen this year. Um, there are, are, I mean, I love Vegas. I'm definitely going to go to a game this year. I want to go watch Likewise. a game in the, in the big Roomba. But uh, I, did, I do not want to talk about them anymore. They are not that interesting to me. What I want to talk about is the Chargers because of Justin Herbert and what they've done in Brandon Staley. And I think that they have a really, really good chance to make the playoffs this year. And then Denver. I'll save Denver for last because that's my spiciest take. I think that the Chargers over under nine and a half. I think the 10 wins is very realistic for them. Herbert doesn't have to take a giant step. He can play exactly like he did last year. The deep throws are going to regress a little bit, but the offense should be more open. I like their weapons. I like that Austin Eckler should be should be better and more involved in the passing game. I like that they don't have a coach who doesn't know how to make in-game decisions. That should be great. Brandon Staley did an elite job with the Rams defense last season, and I think that he'll carry over some of it with pretty similar parts with the Chargers. Now, they're not as deep, but they do have Derwin James. They do have Joey Bosa. They have guys all over the field. I think that they'll have a really, really good defense, much improved. Something to look for in fantasy, too, because they're pretty cheap. Uh, and I think that the offense is going to roll a little bit. The offensive line, you know, they brought in a, a new center, Lindsley, from, from Green Bay. They have Belog on the right side. They have Rashawn Slater, who they drafted in their first round, who's looked pretty good thus far. And uh, I would, I'm, I'm pretty confident that the Chargers are going to go like 10-7, 11-6 this year and make the playoffs. Uh, how do you feel about the Chargers this season? Yeah, the Chargers, you know, they got a new offensive coordinator in Joe Lombardi and and obviously uh, the new head coach. And, you know, I, I think there, there's going to be some offensive regression here a bit. You know, we saw Justin Herbert throw for one of the best uh, rookie campaigns that, that there's ever been, you know, next to Andrew Luck and broke the record for TD passes. And I think a lot of that was game script related. Um, and I think that this team's going to be improved. They're not going to be playing from behind as much. Their offensive line, they made it a point to really bolster that offensive line, which I think is great. You know, Austin Eckler, can he stay healthy? Mike Williams, can he stay healthy? But more importantly, can that defense stay healthy? You know, Bosa on the end, you know, they they went out and grabbed a lot of good defensive players that could hopefully keep them into games. And I think that they're definitely going to be an improved team. I do like the over for the Chargers at nine and a half. Um, Cause I do think that they're going to be a bit more balanced team. However, from a player prop perspective, kind of fading the, the chargers initially, because I, as I've seen uh, Justin Herbert's passing prop is 4,500 yards, 400, 4,550, um, which seems a bit overstated for me for a team that's going to be in a new offense, probably more balanced and structured, keep him between the tackles, delivering throws, but ultimately trying to win games, not just run up scoreboards. Yeah, I I have uh, Herbert. I think it's around thirty five or 40, 43 50, I think is the passing yard that I have. So I don't I don't hate the under there, and I do think that you're right here that the game script last year bo- boosted his stats a little bit, and we may not see them pass as much, especially in the fourth quarter of this season, because they're going to be a better team. So I would take the over nine and a half and the Herbert under passing yards. I think those are actually kind of pretty correlated. So yeah, right. yeah I I would definitely buy into that one. Um, I want to hit on one thing on Kansas City really quickly. Um, now, the Super Bowl odds, I wouldn't touch. The over under 12 and a half, I actually like the under. 
Uh, I think that 12 and five or 11 to six is pretty mm. realistic. Um, I think the division's a little bit tougher. And I think that two years of going to the Super Bowl, it, it's a lot to try and do this three years in a row. And I think there might be, there might be a little bit of, we'll see how much the Super Bowl loss motivates them. But I don't think this is a FU campaign. This feels like a team that's going for a second title in three years that'll coast through the regular season because they know that they're good enough and then turn it on when they get to the playoffs. Just just manage health until we get there. So that seems like 11, 6, 12, and 5 to me. So I, I would take them there. The other concern that I have for Kansas City, and I don't know if this is something that because of Mahomes' first half against Arizona where he was terrible in the preseason, but when Tyreek Hill's not on the field, this team is like, it's so not the same. Just so lost. It, if Hill is injured at any point this season, like I guess they did a little bit two years ago when Sammy Watkins had his breakout and Hill was injured for a while and they kind of held it together. But I, I think that Hill means so much to this offense. Now, if he regresses a little bit or he's not in, they're in some trouble, especially with their offensive line. Byron Pringle, Demarcus Robinson, Miko Hardman, you know, he and and, and Mahomes has already been pretty vocal about Hardman not running the right routes and stuff like that. So he's already been critical, clearly missed Tyreek Hill on the field there. He's really their, their over-the-top home run hitter as well as just the guy that paces them along with Travis Kelsey. So 100%, they're going to need them healthy on the field in order to be successful. So interesting angle, man. I, I think that's a, that's a good play there. All right, let's move over to Denver, and I'll kick it off to you. What are your thoughts on Denver after they decide to go Teddy Bridgewater over Drew Locke to be the starter week one, and what do you think about their season outlook? Shows me they're trying to win games, and to me, their defense is one of the best in the in the NFL. Last year, they were just injury-riddled, right? Like, Bradley Chubb was hurt. Von Miller wasn't on the field. They just went out and drafted Patrick Sertan. Uh, I mean, I think that this team is going to be a, the surprise of the division here. Wouldn't be surprised if they finished. <clears throat> they're definitely going to finish above the Raiders. That's not even a question. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if they make a little noise in, in trying to be make a playoff berth here. And it's really going to be off the strength of Teddy Two Gloves. And I'm not mad at it because the guy can. He doesn't turn over the ball, and that's the problem with Drew Luck. He turned over Drew Lock turned over the ball entirely too much. And they have uh, they drafted Javante Williams. I think Jerry Judy is going to be the breakout star. Now, Cortland Sutton, we'll see how he comes along in the course of the season. But reports haven't been haven't been too keen on, on his ability to return to full strength. So one player prop I want to throw out there, Jerry Judy is absurdly sitting at over at the uh, the receiving receptions, excuse me, is set at 65 and a half for Jerry Judy. I think he's going to blow that out the water. I think we could see at least 80 for that. Let's, let's fire that shit up. Yeah. Um, just in – just for sake, and now that Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback, I love it even more. Robbie Anderson had 95 targets with DJ Moore having 66 last year. So if you're looking at Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, I think he's going to probably command more targets this year just because Sutton's coming off of the injury. And then you only have KJ Hamler other than that to compete with other than Noah Fant. So to me, I think Jerry Judy's going to be soaking up a ton of targets. You're going to see him in fantasy football emerges a solid wide receiver too and fly up draft boards because he's going to be a beast. So scoop him up. Yeah, so I was legitimately shocked this morning. This is Wednesday morning when Denver decided to go uh, Teddy Bridgewater over Drew Locke. It's not that I have a problem with Teddy Bridgewater. He is an absolutely fine middle-of-the-road quarterback, but he provides no long-term value. The guy has bounced around around the league more than a desperate Instagram model, okay? So (laughs) – 
he like he doesn't provide a long-term value. He's on a one-year deal. My thought with the Denver is they're one year away from really competing. This is a really, really good roster, but still young in some parts. The defense is a little bit older, but can hang on for another year. All of yeah. their offensive parts are really young. They have to know, and I'm pretty sure that they do know and are building their team around the idea that they're either going to have Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback next year. That's why Great you don't point. draft. That's why you don't draft Justin Fields. That's why you get an elite cornerback. Right. Let's push it off for one year. We're one year away. Great. If you're going to do that, and if you know that, and you're building your team around Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers, why in the hell are you starting Teddy Bridgewater? Go start. <laughs> go start Drew Lock. Go start Drew Lock. See if he's worth anything. He's either going to be terrible and lose you a lot of games. Okay, great. You get a better pick. Or he surprises people and has value, and you can actually trade him for a third-round pick next season. Why aren't you going that road? You're not winning the Super Bowl. You're probably not making the playoffs with this roster. Teddy Bridgewater is a league average quarterback. He may not mess it up for you, but he's not doing anything spectacular. Go start Drew Locke. Try to get value on him. Punt this season. Get a draft pick. Go get Aaron Rodgers. Go compete for a Super Bowl next season. It made absolutely no sense to me. Yeah, I, I totally agree with the the sentiment, especially considering if there is behind the scenes movement or traction on Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers to Denver next season, then yeah, you start the young buck, see what his trade value is, because you're ultimately not getting much trade value out of Teddy Bridgewater unless a contending team goes down uh, with a catastrophic injury to a team. And then, you know, in which case it's good that you're showcasing Teddy Bridgewater because he's likely going to be a candidate to get to get shipped out because you have insurance like Drew Locke. But yeah, I agree with you. I mean, if they're, I think they're going to try to get some wins here, set the foundation of a winning culture and environment. It's been a while since the Peyton Manning days. So um, yeah, I, I think that this isn't, uh, this is a football move, not a, uh, not a total business move, which I think ultimately this is going to end up being, if they wind up being bad, I think we'll see Drew Locke out there soon enough. And then, you know, hopefully getting his trade value up. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's tough, right? Because you have these guys in the locker room. You think that the majority of this team is going to be back next season, so you want yeah. to instill you want to instill a winning culture, and you don't want to piss them off in the locker room by starting a right. quarterback that they believe is not as good as the starter. Exactly. I totally, I totally get that. This is a business. This isn't for pleasing people <laughs> in the locker room, right? These guys are going to pay millions of dollars to be on the field. They'll play with whoever quarterback is there, and it's it cannot possibly be like. Teddy Bridgewater is leaps and bounds better than Drew Locke. There's no chance that that's possible. If it were like that, and they're like, one guy is absolutely better than the other one, and basically we can't play with this quarterback, fine. I get it. But these guys are neck and neck. There's a reason why it was a surprise. And we saw Drew Locke two weeks ago against Minnesota absolutely light up the Vikings in the first quarter. This is five to seven for like a bazillion yards and two touchdowns to KJ Hamler. Okay, It's not like the guy can't play. And I'm not a Drew Locke fan at all. All I'm saying is like it's not it's not that different. So I'm mad at Denver right now. I got issues. I just think look, I, I, my my wife is a Broncos fan. I want them to be successful. Home life will be much happier if the Broncos are decent. You're not doing yourself any favors right now, Denver. All right, that's it. I, I'm I'm good with my Denver right now. Uh, I love that you saved that for the last the last one. That was great. Oh man. So what's right. your best bet? What's your best bet out of the uh, AFC West? Uh, the a yeah, AFC West. Uh, Chargers over nine and a half. 
is probably my best bet. No, no, no. Kansas City under 12 and a half is the best bet. Chargers okay. over nine and a half is the second best one. I can't decide whether my Chargers Herbert Oregon brain is trying to push me over that or if I actually <laughs> or if I actually believe in Brandon State. I actually I really do think that they hired a, a great coach. That was a good I, it was a good signing. It definitely and was. And I anything's that, better than Anthony Lynn's another one of those gays type dudes. Like how many yes. games did they lose by like in the, the, the final moments of the game just for bad coaching decisions? So yeah, Staley will fix that. So they they ended up at seven and nine last season. Even they were like three and nine or four and nine at some point or something like that. And he he lost them at least three games. Like that was at a least. team that e- easily could have gone nine and seven last year with no question. Right. So yeah, I, I think that with health and the Chargers are always injured. It's always one of their biggest issues. Um, Derwin James is back. Bose is back. I think that defense is going to be. I said it before, but like I think there's a chance that this ends up as like a top seven unit in the NFL this season. Which is going to take a lot off the the Chargers' offense's plate. So, uh, yeah, I'm now I'm talking myself more into it. It's not the Herbert thing. I actually think this team is good. <laughs> so over nine and a half there. Denver at eight and a half. I mean, out of spite, I want to bet the under, but I think it's probably the right number. <laughs> uh, and the Chargers or the the Raiders, I'll stay away with. So number one, Kansas City under twelve and a half. Number two, Chargers over nine and a half. Those are the best bets. Mine are Raiders under seven. Herbert under 45, 50 passing yards. And I'll throw one more in there. Oh, all right. The Jerry Judy over 66 and a half receptions. One more player prop, Josh Jacobs. Seen it under 1,000 on FanDuel, 975. And he rushed for over 1,000 his first two seasons. Kenyon Drake, they added him in the offseason. But ultimately, this guy's still getting 300 plus touches a season. So as long as he can stay healthy, he'll clear, he'll clear 975. Awesome. I love all of those. Uh, Josh Jacobs for fantasy, actually. Uh, he's slipping so far in ADP, he actually he might is. be worth a buy at this point. He is, man. I think it's good value for the amount of workload that he's going to get. Like, I don't think Kenyon Drake, yeah, they paid him, but I don't think he's really going to be a threat to his 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 uh, carries. Maybe in the yeah. passing game, but not the carries. All right. So that does it for episode one through four of the Gambling With Podcast. Dan, thank you so much for joining us. We will be back next week with the NFC and then in subsequent weeks, we'll be back with all of the odds that you need before the season starts. And then as soon as we get to week one, you know what it means. Five best bets of the week. We're giving it out to you. Go place your money. Let's go make some money together. Until then, thank you for joining us, and we will talk to you later.